0: my fellow traders, to another episode of Truth Is Now Treason, where we are on the subject of forgiveness.
1: Hey, if you're new to Truth Is Now Treason, be sure to check out our story and our story too. It explains what we are doing here. Now we have a variety of things for our listeners and we try to expose the lies in the news as well as share our talents when it comes to singing and speaking about various subjects.
0: So do you ever walk around after a meal and wonder if you have spinach in your teeth? <laughs> you know, something doesn't feel right, but you have no way to find out. And you're thinking, well, how can I figure this out if I don't trust anyone to tell me the, to do the right thing? And, and that's especially the case if you are married to someone like Dietrich, who will fib to you and tell you that you are fine, just so he can laugh at you behind your back. I'm Linux, everybody. And because my husband can be such a terrible person, I hesitate to introduce him, but here's Dietrich. Actually, he has never done anything like that yet, but I still love him, even though I could see him doing that to me.
1: But if I were to do that to you, it would be very important that you forgive me, uh, especially since we're now on the second episode of It's Me I Can't Forgive. And today we want to look at how you can tell if you are struggling with forgiveness. Now, this list is from Lisa Turkhurst's book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget. And I would recommend this book to anyone. Even if you think you're not dealing with this issue, Lennox and I have given away at least five copies of this book. Because when we talk to someone and we can tell this is an issue for them, we know that if they read the book, it's going to help them. So we just hand it to them because it is. It's a life-changing book. We will have the link for purchasing this book on CBD on the episode description if you wish to purchase one yourself. So here is the
0: list for you to consider. Do these things sound like you? Number one, do your relationships feel like they are not something that you enjoy, but instead they are something you tolerate? It's something you deal with because you have to. Instead of enjoying being around people, You worry about what's going to happen when you are around them. And you might fear that they could stab you in the back or wonder how they're going to hurt you. And it could even be a person that has never hurt you at all. And when you laugh with someone, does it feel fake?
1: Now, we've covered this before, but it bears repeating. Are you bitter? Are you holding on to evidence in your mind that to you proves that your enemy is guilty? Are you presenting this to those who are around you again and again?
0: You are right, and that person is wrong. And you want everyone to know it, too.
1: Now, men, this does not count if you're doing it to your wives. (laughs) I
0: don't think that's true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Here's another way to look at it. Every chance you get, you let others hear about the negative stuff about the situation, especially about that person. to to you, was clearly in the wrong.
0: And some people, I think, might feel angry and not even know why they are feeling that anger.
1: You know, it could be that you're just repressing anger from something that was caused by somebody else in your past. Or maybe it's just you that you're angry with.
0: The third question we want to pose to you, do you have resentment? When someone mentions that person's name in conversation? Do you think negative thoughts about that person? Do you not care if something bad happens to that individual? Because in your mind, that person deserves that, right? Or do you feel like the only tool you have to ease your pain is to make sure you hurt those who hurt
1: you? You know, Resentment will only do one thing to you. It's going to prevent you from being able to heal the hurt that has been dealt to you.
0: And as Lisa calls it, resentment is a trap in disguise with dagger teeth digging into you deeper and deeper, keeping you tortured and unable to move forward.
1: Here's another question for you Do you have trust issues? Are you constantly cynical? Are you always disbelieving of people's motives? Do you have this mentality? Do you have the mentality that, you know what? I'm just going to expect the worst out of everything. So, that way, when something bad happens, it's not gonna hurt me. I'm not gonna feel any pain. Do you believe that not trusting anyone is gonna help you to be on guard when dealing with people? Because it's gonna prevent you from getting hurt. Now, this is not only gonna help keep away those few people who are trying to hurt you, it's also gonna push away everyone else. This will hurt those around you and it will prevent you from having real relationships with people. This is a thief that steals your joy, it prevents you from getting close to those who love you. And they're going to be able to feel this too. And it will hurt those who love you the most, not just yourself.
0: I think this is a tool Satan uses to prevent you from getting close to God even. And when you trust no one, that lack of trust will spill over into your relationship with God too. And this cynicism will build a wall between you and God. There's just no way around it. There's another question we want to pose. And here's one more. Do you feel like forgiving that person will send the message that you are weak, that you are telling the world or even just that person that hurting me is perfectly fine and that I'm a pushover? This might be a huge one here. And you may not be feeling all of these things in your life, but if you've answered yes to at least one out of the five, you have an issue with forgiveness.
1: I want to tell you up front, I had most of these. It was like standing in a cloud of mustard gas. I wasn't only hurting myself. I was hurting those closest to me, the ones who loved me the most.
0: Paul wrote a letter. It's to the church of Ephesus. We call it Ephesians chapter 4. And it says this. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own. Okay, this is the church he's writing to guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. So get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And God is saying through Paul here in this chapter, That when you are full of all of this, this bitterness, rage, and anger, you are bringing sorrow to God and pain to yourself.
1: And Lennox, I want you to remember to be tenderhearted to me when I leave the toilet seat up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we so often equate visible sins as the one that brings sorrow to God. But you know what the slander and the harsh words that often accompanies bitterness, those are things that hurt God and you as well. They are sin. And these are things that are building a wall between you and God. You know, as a people who are forgiven, how can we be in good standing with a God that we hurt so badly, he had to send his own son to die so that we can be free of the penalty of how much we hurt God? You know, Jesus did a parable, and it's a pretty simple one. There was a king who had a servant. The servant owed the king, we'll just say, a billion dollars. It was something the servant could never repay. The king forgave the servant. And then the servant had another friend that owed him, the same servant that just got forgiven for a billion dollars, his friend owed him, we'll just say it's 20 bucks. And he went to that other guy who owed him 20 bucks and said, pay me now. And the guy said, well, I can't pay you now. I will as soon as I can. He threw the other guy in jail. The king found out. And what did he do? He then punished that servant. Why? Because that servant owed so much more to the king than what that friend of the servant owed to the servant. And that's what we're doing. when we have a God who has forgiven us, we refuse to give other people. Hatred and bitterness, they're only going to enslave you and destroy you.
0: And just like cynicism, hate builds a wall between you and God, between you and life, between you and love, between you and anything good. And do you want that wall gone? I mean, what do walls do? They separate. And in this case, how lonely is it? Being separated from God or separated from freedom or that peace that God promises through forgiveness. And I'm talking to myself here. What a miserable way to live. And I don't want that bondage in my life.
1: Yeah, and when that's the case, we need to ask God to help us forgive. Especially now that you have identified that you're struggling with forgiveness, you have to recognize that you are not forgiving. Sometimes I have to look at me and say, I am not being forgiving. I need to hand it over to God. We need to hand this over to God.
0: There's an example that we just want to go through. It's two brothers, Cain and Abel. It's found in Genesis chapter 4, where somebody, one of them, allowed resentment to fester. And so it says this, Cain brought an offering to God from the produce of his farm. Abel also brought an offering, but from the firstborn animals of his herd, which means that they were the best of the best. They were the choice cuts of meat. And God liked Abel and his offering, but Cain and his offering didn't get God's approval. Cain lost his temper and went into a sulk.
1: And God spoke to Cain as a result of this. He said, why this tantrum? Why are you sulking? You know, if you do well, won't you be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin is lying in wait for you. It is ready to pounce. It's out to get you. You've got to master it.
0: And Cain had words with his brother. They argued. They were out in the middle of the field and Cain came at Abel, his brother, and killed him. And God then later asked Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And he said, how should I know? I'm not his babysitter.
1: I've had to say that about my brother too.
0: (laughs) I mean, but that is so disrespectful, talking to God that way.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. And you know what? I hope that we aren't doing that ourselves. You know, God said to Cain as a result of this, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is calling out to me from the ground. From now on, you'll get nothing but curses from this ground. You'll be driven from the ground that has opened up its arms to receive the blood of your murdered brother. You'll farm the ground, but it will no longer give you its best. You'll be a homeless wanderer on earth. So here he was punished.
0: Because of his unforgiveness and the core of what was going on here with Cain was that he held on to bitterness. He was full of anger and resentment, jealousy. And this is what led to his actions. And he acted on the anger and killed his brother. And you might say, well, I would never kill anyone. And that might be the case. But your bitterness will poison you and it will drive others away. And it will slowly kill you on the inside. And let me tell you, they're not going to tell you to their face. These people that you drive away, they're not going to tell you that you're a bitter person or an ugly person. They're going to say it behind
1: your back. And you may be thinking, all right, well, I'm not a Christian, so this doesn't apply to me. I don't care what God's word says. So let's think about this. We know from scientific studies that people who are bitter hurt their health. And as we've covered before, when you know somebody who's bitter, and as Lennox just said, when somebody's bitter, you don't want to be around them. It's the same with you. When you're bitter, no one wants to be around you. When I'm bitter, nobody wants to be around me. This is just one of a million examples that we can see where God's Word is truly God's Word. He wants the best for you. And that's why the things in the Bible are in the Bible. It's there to help you.
0: Well, and also when you're bitter, you're not expressing The peace and the joy and the love that God wants you to share with others. They can't see that in your life. And God knew the destruction, the bitterness would bring long before science did. And He knows being forgiving will free you from the pain that others have caused you. And He has your best interest in mind. Be thinking about handing over to God the pain someone else has caused you. Because as we continue with this topic, It's going to get good. You're going to need to do that. And this is what will start the process of freeing you from this pain. Asking God to help you forgive those who have hurt you will start the process of allowing you to live fully the way God desires you to.
1: I want to encourage you with a line from Lisa's book. It's what it says. It says, Let's make today the day that you let go of the frustrations, fears, fragments of half-truths, and flat-out lies that the enemy, Satan, has worked really hard to get you to believe. My God, Jesus Christ, loved me enough to give me the ultimate sacrifice when I was his enemy. I will hand over all of this hurt to him.
0: And when you think about the bitterness or that frustration or that unforgiveness or that resentment, you need to make that statement. Say, I make a choice today to let go of that frustration and that resentment that I have. And I will not believe the lies of the enemy any longer. In our next episode, we plan to share with you a story about someone who did the opposite of what we are asking you to do. And and he was bitter and he showed just how ugly he was.
1: You know, if you like this, I want to ask you, please share this episode or hit that like button. Also, I want to let you know, not only are we on Facebook, we are also now on Twitter, Instagram, and Truth Social. You know, traders, it is always a joy to know that you are listening. I want to thank you, and we will see you next time, my fellow traders. traders.